for me today. You're listening to the Hoop Genius Podcast presented by NBA 2K23. <laughs> now, usually, usually we record after all the games are finished for the evening and we bring you a roundup, but we're recording this one right now. As you can see, BJ, I'm not in my robe because it's not 5 a.m. I'm in my t-shirt. Shout out to the homie. Oh, crap. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Crab. You know what? Shout out to Crab, an MC. A real an MC. MC. But the real reason why we're recording right now is I'm so happy right now, BJ. Uh, why, Mo? Why? What happened? What I'm happened? Gonna, Share your enthusiasm. You, I'm, I'm going to tell you three things. Number one, <laughs> the Celtics, 3 0. Number two, the Sixers, 0 oh, 3. And number three, the Lakers. Oh, and three! <laughs> Make sure you hit the link in the bio to get your copy of NBA 2K23 and join our Discord server. BJ! <laughs> oh, man, the Lakers fans are so mad at me on the timeline today. They mad at me today. Whew. What a game. What a game that was. Yeah, oh, what a game. game. What a, you, you know what? I didn't hear from you the whole game. I didn't I, hear I was, from you the whole game. I, I, I was sat there with a smile on my face. Even when the Lakers built their lead, I was like, you know what? I trust Dame in the fourth. And you know, <laughs> loads of fans reached out asking if we're going to be on TV today doing the game. And sadly, we're not going to be on TV for a while until we get the studio sorted out and we're going to get back in the studio. But I wish right. we were in the studio today. Because if you could have oh. seen me while this game was going on, oh my lord, I oh. was in my bag. So for you guys who missed it, the Lakers, they uh, they built up a little lead on the Portland Trailblazers. I think they were up 98 to 90 with just like two minutes left. And, uh, well, long story short, final score, 106-104, Portland win. Dame Lillard hit a huge shot. Jeremy Grant hit the game-winning shot. And LeBron James missed the potential game-tying shot. They could have taken it to overtime. Now, we've got other stuff we want to talk about. Adam Silver talking about bringing in relegation to the NBA. That's why I wanted to record early. But we've got to discuss this. The Lakers and the Sixers. <laughs> yeah. We don't even need to discuss the Celtics. We don't need to discuss the Celtics. Do you need me here today? Should I, just, should I just hang up and you can just go oh, and do this? I, mean, man. Do you I, me? I shouldn't be happy for someone's downfall, but the Lakers and the Sixers, I can make time for. You know... The first half, and, it, and it's a typical anti-Davis game. It's like he was great up until the very end of the game. AD dominating. Great to see him healthy out there again. But man, do you know my favorite bit of the game? I mean, before I let you go, do you know my favorite bit of the game? Outside of the Lakers losing, what's your favorite bit it, of it, the game? It, it didn't even happen while the ball was in play. Okay. Did you see the play where Nurkic set the screen behind Patrick Beverly and Patrick Beverly fell to the floor? And, yes. you know, it looked like an illegal screen or whatever it is. And then the ref reviewed it. They went to their table, took a lot of time deliberating. And then my favorite thing is when the referees talk to the camera, because you can see refs don't get a lot of camera time. You can see how excited right. the refs get. You know, <laughs> there's some refs who get really excited to talk to the camera. They make it dramatic. And the referee, who was it? I think it was Ed Malloy, if I'm not mistaken. Um, they go and they go. That's your friend, right? Ed is your friend. Fred, right? You guys are on a first name basis, you and it. I said Ed Malloy. I, I mean, I'm Mr. Ed Malloy. I, I mean, I'm not friends with any referees. Although one time I was in the gym with the referee who looks like Gucci Mane. Do you know who I'm talking about? <laughs> okay, what are you going? Where are you going with this? Where are you going? With anyway, this? so usually what happens is they review the play and then they'll say the challenge was successful or the challenge has been overturned. This player was out of bounds when he caught the ball, or this player was in a legal guarding position. But he took the time to say, 
Nurkic was in legal guarding position and Patrick Beverly took a dive in the Staples Center. I never, ever, ever heard a referee grab the mic and say to national TV, to the entire arena, he took a dive. <laughs> I'm not here for the flopping. Shout out to Ed Malloy. We are the first, Ed, I don't know Ed, but now we are the first name basis. That's my guy. <laughs> BJ, what are your thoughts coming off this one? What are your thoughts coming off this one? Because the schedule for the Lakers don't get any easier. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to try to bring it down to at least 10. Because right now we're right like, on, uh, uh, you know, <laughs> you're on 12 right now. You are, mm-hmm. You're on 12. Um, well, first, I, I thought the Lakers played really hard. I thought they played really hard. And it was great to see them giving maximum effort, especially on the defensive end. I think Anthony Davis had five or six block shots. I don't know what he ended up with. I thought the the team played hard. They got good contributions. They were they were sharp. When I mean sharp, they were giving, you know, loose balls, making the extra pass, transition defense. Now, they weren't making shots from distance. We saw Portland get in a zone, so they're exposing their weakness. However, I thought LeBron made some terrific plays, got him back in the game, and won with the left hand. Really did some nice things. Anthony Davis was, you know, he, he, his presence was felt. Mm-hmm. He was dominating through stretches. And like yeah, that. I mean, he and, and, and you know what I like? Mo- I, when teams play hard, I like it. I thought it was a very entertaining game. A Sunday afternoon game here in Los Angeles. You know, Dame was, I mean, Dame is back. Dame Dame was Dame. Dame Dame looks unbelievably fresh to me right now, right? He's got like fresh legs or something. I had to to charge my Apple Watch for this episode. I had to charge my Apple Watch. It's Dame time. Dame, no, Dame looks great. Good pickup, Jeremy Grant. I mean, both teams were playing hard, you know? Both teams were playing hard. And Dame was clearly the best player down the stretch. You know, it, it, it's just, it, it was, it's like one of those games where you play hard enough to win. The Lakers, I thought the Lakers gave maximum effort and energy to win this game. Dame just made big time shots. Those were, I mean, a couple of those threes, Mo, were just, they, they, what can you do? Those are just big time shots, right? Big time shots by a big time player. And I mean, you know, heartbreaking it's loss. You know, yeah, it's a, heartbreaking loss. Inbounding the ball yeah. off a timeout, you know, Dame's catching it. And, and this yeah. is what I love. Dame hit that huge three. And then the Lakers had their possession. And then coming back down, everyone's expecting Dame to hit the game winner. So Chauncey goes to, to Jeremy, Jeremy Grant. Grant, trusting in nice his play. second star to say, okay, even yep. though LeBron's guarding you, and he drove right in the paint, and Anthony Davis just stood there, didn't look dominant right. on that possession. And Jeremy Grant sealed the win. Yeah, but I need to get your thoughts nice. on what the whole Twitter timeline right now is talking about. Yeah, with, well, with 32 seconds talking? on the clock, Lakers are up by yeah. one, 18 on the shot Bad clock. Possession. Russell Bad Westbrook possession. takes a mid-range jump shot, a wide open mid-range jump shot, and he misses. Now, when yeah. you're up with 30 seconds left on the clock, you want to run down that clock as much as you can, right? Because you can see there's 30 seconds left, but there's 18 on the shot clock. Right. So you do the maths, right. and then you hopefully score, and then the other team has like 12 seconds to try and you know, win right. the game. And if you score there, you're up by one. If you score a two, they've got to hit a three to send it to overtime. Or if you hit three, they basically can't win. But they went for a two for one, right? Which is trying to get two possessions at the end of the game. 
you want to get a shot before it hits 24 seconds. I think Russ is just so loose to the, used to the Lakers losing that in his brain, he was like, we're probably down. He went for the two for one. He probably didn't you know that. They were up one because it, it was a very poor choice of shot. As much as I love Russell Westbrook. Yeah, I, it, you know, if, you know, as you're playing during the course of a season, and especially early in the season, you, you start getting, this is why I thought this was a good game for the Lakers is because they were playing, you know, what's, what's their go-to players at the end of the game, right? They were playing, what's their guys who can defend on the defensive end? So it was good to like know your team, like who's what, who can do, who can do what you, what you need to do. The only, the, the only criticism that I have is I would have loved, but again, Anthony Davis has to demand the ball. I would love for Anthony Davis to be a little bit more forceful and demanding of the ball late because without question, he, he's the best threat on the floor. Okay. I, I would love, but it didn't happen. That possession that you're talking about with Russell as a guard, you know, I know it's a different game and I know we're playing three-point shooting and, okay, and I don't want to be the old guy on the lawn. However, Mo, when you start playing and you plan to win, it's a ball about knowing time and score. Mm-hmm. And that's that responsibility lies on the primary ball handler's hand with Russell being one of those and LeBron being the other. Mm-hmm. Now it's, un- it's, there are no excuses to not get a quality shot. You can't argue that that wasn't a good shot. However, the time and score of the shot yeah. was awful. Mm-hmm. And even if he made it, I was like, now you're only up three. If I remember correctly, now you're only up. Yeah. They're up one, if he makes it, they're up three, and the the Blazers have 30 seconds to score. Just get the ball back to your two best players, and then everybody plays out of it. Now, if he has to take that shot with the shot clock running down, you don't have a problem with me. However, that was just, it was kind of like, it wasn't, it it was like, it it, it was just like, there was no offense. There was no off chance to get an offensive rebound. And it was just a bad possession for the Lakers. Outside of that, and I don't want to dwell on that too long. I thought the Lakers did everything else. The defense was great, I think. I think the defense was good. Yeah, they they did everything good. They got nice contributions off the bench. I mean, they they were they it was a really they played hard. I thought Coach Ham gave his team a chance. I, I liked his substitution. I thought he did everything you could do with this group. And the the interesting thing about seeing this is. You know, when I look at the effort that those guys are giving, they're playing hard. How many times can they give this type of effort, though, Bo? Mm-hmm. I, mean, I don't know how much is – I mean, you talk about an 82-game schedule. But that possession, Mo, I agree with you. It was just a bad possession. And I cringed when I saw it then. And when you look back on it now, you're going – you don't want to say possessions cost you the game, but certainly that was one that was a critical possession for the Lakers. Yeah. But, it, but it's a team thing because they were up, like I said, 98 to 90. It's not just that one possession. The whole team let the lead slip. And then the final possession, LeBron's got Dame guarding him and he shoots the fadeaway jumper. Just, you know, if that truly is your greatest player I would have liked time. to have seen LeBron go for it. I would have liked, he seemed like he was close enough to go for a three. I would have just said go for a three at that point. 
because he wasn't getting it with the ball. You know, he wasn't getting it with any momentum going towards the basket. You know, we've seen him make shots just like that in the clutch before in his career. Yeah, he has. He has. But, but that possession, I would have liked to just go for the win. I mean, that was one of those games, Bo, where you play hard enough. I mean, those those games hurt because you play hard enough to win. And you're, they were literally one possession away. Mo, one possession. One possession on defense, they could have stopped them. One possession on offense where they could have executed and they win that game. And those games hurt. And hopefully it doesn't carry on. Well, <laughs> but I can, I hope you hope you hope it carries on. But well, here's the for thing the Lakers, they hope they don't. They're 0 and 3. The next game, they visit a two time reigning MVP, Nikola Jokic. The next game, the new look Minnesota Timberwolves. The next game, the Nuggets again. The game after that, the red hot New Orleans Pelicans. Then they got the Utah Jazz, who have surprised everyone so far, winning their first two. Then they've got the Cavs in Cleveland. Do you, do you know what I'm saying? Like, their schedule is not looking kind yes. to them right no. now. Like, their schedule no. is not looking very kind to the Lakers. But it's not just the Lakers who are struggling. As much as I want to continue talking about the Lakers' woes, the Philadelphia 76ers, you know, BJ, oh. we, you and I spoke on the phone during that game. Well, you're just smiling the entire podcast. <laughs> <laughs> We spoke on the game, and uh, Embiid had 40, but it didn't feel like he had 40 points against the San Antonio Spurs, who were expected to be one of the worst teams in the NBA. They ended up losing, and they got booed by their own crowd. And Embiid had 40, but it didn't feel like a 40-point game. If that makes any sense, I don't know. You know, like when great players play, you notice their presence, but Embiid was just there doing his thing, but he was kind of, his body language didn't look right. And then today he's come out and talked about his plantar facetious. I don't know how to pronounce it. Something to do with his heel. Plantar fasciitis. Yeah. Plantar fasciitis. So, okay. so something to do with heel. And my thing is this, it's the start of the season. If you're not ready to play and you're dealing with an injury, don't play. It's the very start of the season. You'd rather take time to get right so you can dominate when you actually come in and win games rather than, Come in now and your team loses and you look like you're in pain. You see what I'm saying? Like Harden looks back to being Harden. Maxi needs to really establish his role here. But what are you thinking about the Sixers? Because they're 0-3 as well. Yeah, this is well, this is a, a a problem. And this is not the time to be trying to find how to win with this team. This group is a group that's expected to get to the NBA Finals and win the NBA Finals. This team was built with a championship caliber mentality, and suddenly they find themselves 0-3. And frankly, this team looks like they don't, something's not right with their group. You know, sometimes, Mo, when you're playing, something's not right, and you have to be in the locker room to actually pinpoint it. Now, you look on the outside, James Harden, I think, has started off well. He's shown that he's kind of back. I'm seeing James Harden looking kind of like old James Harden. He's blowing by people now. He looks in much better shape. You know, he's playing under control. He looks like he's trying to play within the team. Joel Embiid has a 40-point game, and we're going, what's wrong with him? Something doesn't look right. <laughs> you know, I mean, Mo, your guy gets 40 and what, 16? I don't know what he got. It was stats. But, you know, you're going, it just doesn't look right. Yeah. 
Then and, they and it doesn't make sense. But if you hear, if you just see the box score and just see the highlights, it doesn't. You think we're crazy? It doesn't add up. I mean, it it was a soulless forty point effort because Joel Embiid, unlike other players, we're expecting him because be we've MVP. seen him do it so many times. I'm expecting him to be MVP. He, he's an impactful player, and and it was just like he had forty, but it didn't impact the game at all. Versus the San Antonio Spurs, by the way. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then, you you know, you got P.J. Tucker, who, you know, that was a nice addition. You you know, you say, oh, man, that's going to fit in nice. Then, you know, you got Tobias Harris. Okay, now he's a third or fourth option. You know, Tyrese Maxey, we're all looking for him to maybe step up and be an all-star. You know, Montrez Harrell, we're looking at this team going, it looks good. Feels good. And, Mo, something is not right. And... I don't know what it is. I, I I would venture to say that they're not playing. They don't know how to play together yet. It's kind of like they have a lot of moving parts, you, you know, and, and, and no one seems to have found a natural rhythm. This is how we need, like, when you say, you know, New Orleans, they have a, they have a style, you know, Milwaukee has a style. Boston has a style. What's Philly style, right? Are they a defensive team? Eh, probably not. Are they a fast break team? Eh, probably not. Well, they have a big, but they don't really play through him because he's kind of on the outside shooting threes too. Right now, they don't have an identity. I think that's probably a better word. Yeah. Who they are, what they are right yeah. now. You know, is it James Harden? Is it Maxi? Is it Joel? Well, we know Joel is the, is the, is the focal point but we don't know how they are supposed to play or, or what they're going to do. So for better, or for worse, you don't want to get down to, you know, too many games because they, they got Indiana. the East is going to they be should, good. They, if they lose to Indiana, then that's a real question mark. Then they got well, Indiana. Well, then they, they lost to San Antonio to at home. Yeah. They've got to go to San the Pacers. Antonio. Then they've got two against the Raptors. Excuse me. Then two against the Raptors, then the Bulls, then the Wizards twice. Then the Knicks, like they should win all of these games. They should win. They should start a season like, okay, the Celtics you can lose, the Bucks you can lose, but the rest of them, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, you should really be starting a season ten and two. You know? <laughs> like, come on, come on. Yeah. I yeah. mean, well, you're not looking good. Well, for your you, coach know, I, I, you know, I'm Doc rooting Rivers. for you know Doc Rivers is my you know that's my coach. We'll, we'll of the see year, how so long. I'm like when I saw that. after that game. Obviously, Brett Brown, former Sixers coach, is an assistant in San Antonio. I seen after the game ended, Embiid went straight to Brett Brown, and I don't know what they were talking about. But someone suggested trust, an idea. Trust the, the process. Day. What do you mean? What are they talking about? <laughs> trust in the process. What else well, are they, they were saying, talking about? I, I think I think they were talking about. Well, if we just keep losing games, we might get Wemba Nyama to play alongside me. But they don't actually own their pick. Uh, <laughs> someone on Twitter suggested an idea that I thought was great. They should trade Doc Rivers for Steve Nash. I think Doc Rivers would be the perfect coach in Brooklyn. And I think why not give Steve Nash a shot in Philly? And you can run a lot of, he would be great coaching Maxi, run a lot of screen rolls with Harden and MB. You know, I like it. But uh, I want to circle back to the Lakers because there's one thing I forgot to say. Oh, we're coming back. My, my, one of my friends back. is just, one of my friends, my friend Leslie just sent me this stat. He goes, the Lakers okay. were by far the worst shooting team in the NBA coming into tonight. 22%, which is 7% worse than the next team, the Bulls. And it's not for a lack of attempts. They're seventh in three points attempted per 100 possession. And today they shot 18% from behind the arc. 
The Lakers need to get some shooters on their roster. That will solve their problems. They just need some shooters. They're playing lineups where you don't really trust. Who's the if BJ? If I asked you who's the best shooter on the Lakers, Anthony Davis today was shooting corner threes. Nurkic looked at him and turned his back. Westbrook shot three. Dame looked at him and turned his back. They're not even worried. Who's the best three point shooter on the Lakers? Well, probably the Reeves kid, I would say. I mean, Austin Reeves, let's look it up because you would assume looking at him, not to be prejudiced or anything, that he's a great three-point shooter, but he's a right now. You said who's the best you said who's the best shooter I would think he's probably the he's most. He's a 31% shooter from three, and so far he's not made a three this season. I thought he had like a four-point play this year. I mean, today. Mm. Um, I don't know. I mean, um, I, yeah, it is I, what it is in terms of um, percentage wise. This season, the best shooter is Max Christie, <laughs> who's played two minutes in garbage time, hit one three. Matt Ryan, former DoorDash driver just a couple of years ago, is uh, 40%. He's hit one of his two and a half attempts per game. But yeah, it's not looking good, bro. It's really not looking good. But what I wanted to talk about today, aside from enjoying the pain of the Lakers and the Sixers, what I want to talk about was an idea that I seen in the news, which was Adam Silver suggesting the worst two teams in the NBA get relegated to the G League as a way of deterring teams from tanking. So teams would be scared to tank in case they've got the worst record and they are eliminated from the NBA. BJ, I wanted to get your reaction from this because the way things look, imagine a world where the Sixers and the Lakers got relegated out of the NBA. How hilarious that would be. Well, but I want to get your take I, on this. I, 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 I think it's impossible just from this viewpoint. Their business model would be in shambles because they share revenue. When I say they, the owners. So suddenly now you're going to take two teams out of the NBA, demote them to the G League, and then those revenue teams from wherever they may be located, suddenly you're going to be in the NBA. Mm-hmm. The, rev- the, the, the revenue wouldn't work. You couldn't mm-hmm. share the revenue. So their business model would, would be in shambles. Okay, so I don't think that works. However, you know, sports, and now here in America, at least, you have sports gambling now. And the most important thing is the integrity of the game. How That's all it comes down to. How are we, when I say we, the you know, people who are caretakers of the game, right? We're caretakers of the game. How are we going to, you know, protect the integrity of it by making sure that everyone is playing to win the game? in order to, you know, stop this tanking and all of the things that we're seeing. So I think this is a very d- difficult question. I don't have the solution. I, I think but it's really I certainly, idea. yeah, but I, I think Adam Silver and the other owners and governors of this league, I think they are all aware of the effects of it and what it could, what it could do to the game. If, if for some reason the integrity of the game is questioned. And I think it's a very, it's, it's a discussion 
Okay. And I'm not sure what to do with it at this particular so time. The relegation thing for me was a non-start. Reason being, number one, imagine if one of the big money franchises like the Lakers got relegated. That's just bad for business. Number two, if you were to get relegated out of the NBA, that means two G League teams would join the NBA. Do G League teams have arenas that can fill capacities like NBA teams can? No, they can't. So the revenue just won't be there. The other thing is, say, for example, the the Pacers, for example, sake, got relegated this season. And the best team in the G League was the main Red Claws, who was the Celtics affiliate team. And they ended up with the number one pick in the draft. They would just send, because the Celtics own both teams, they would just trade the number one pick to the best team in the East. And then you're going to have even more imbalance in the power in the teams. So there would have to be some rules going on. I just don't think it's a style. I don't think it's a good idea in the slice. I heard an interesting idea in terms of fixing the draft and getting rid of tanking is to abolish the draft, okay, and make every rookie a free agent and then have a rookie max, but teams can then offer contracts to rookies. So whichever team has the cap space this summer can clear the cap space for Wembenyama and offer him the contract that they want to offer him. And then that way, it doesn't incentivize losing games because a contending team could, in theory, clear cap space and sign him. Or a bad team who has loads of cap space could also sign him. And then he can choose whether he wants to take more money to go to a bad team or less money to go to a good team. And then could see from there. Now, I don't think that's the solution, but that was an interesting thing to think about. To well, if that, if, that, if that were to happen... If that were to happen, okay, so let's think this all the way through. As in, and I'm going to put my agent hat on. If that were the case, if that were the case, mm-hmm. then the, the, what the Jordan era displayed to us is that there's more money off the court than there's on the court. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you want to go to the prime locations to have a big <laughs> brand. It's not about a bigger brand. It's just a numbers game. Everyone says they have a brand. A brand only works if you perform. Mm-hmm. Like everyone has these brands. Okay, I don't know what that means. I really don't. I mean, I hear people saying it. Okay, what I do know works if you can perform. And if you can perform where there are more people, that's great for business. So if you have a player, who can perform in a major market, Chicago, LA, Boston, New York. There's five times the money you can make in an NBA contract because the NBA contracts are limited. They're, 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 they're limited what they could do. They're like capped. It's like a hard cap. Mm-hmm. Right? Guy averages 80 points a game. All right. Of course he's going to get the max, but you have an, an unlimited market that you can get off the court. So if that were to happen, everyone would just be going to the major markets. Why? Because instead of John Morant getting paid in Memphis, imagine John Morant doing what he's doing in New York City. Mm -hmm. Just like Mm -hmm. Kevin Garnett, he was in Minnesota. Unreal. He goes to Boston. He's that's how this works. Yeah. So if that were to happen, that may work on a, that may work in the league. But let me tell you what people, what agents and players would be doing. 
And let me tell you what the shoe companies and all these people would be doing. Now you can actually relocate and have your and play in a major city mm -hmm. and structure that deal any way you want to. That's not good business for the league. <laughs> That's not good at all. Mm -hmm. Good for us. Good for me. Would I what, love that? What do, you think about, what do you think about the idea of keeping the salary cap but abolishing MAC contracts? You can't do that. Why not? Okay. Just hypothetically, not actually going to happen in real life, but hypothetically to think about is a fun idea. Okay. Fun how? Because it will spread out the talent across the league. So if every team, for round numbers sake, has 200 million spend, and LeBron says, I okay. want 100 million, you're going to take it. That gives you only 100 million to fill out the rest of the roster. Okay. You see what I'm saying? It's well, not really, but I, I don't think you can you you can't you can't do that. I don't think you can build a team that way. I think it's impossible to build a team. The 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 league, you know, once once we start once we started with the analytics, to me, that's what started all of this. What's a max player and what's a not what's not a max player. And a guy, any guy who averages 20 points a night, he's, he's a max player now. We've eliminated the responsibility of a max player. We've eliminated the accountability of a max player. We've eliminated the performance of a max player. What we've done, and I say we, because we all watch this game and, you know, I, I just watch and hear people. Anybody who averages 25 a night, whether he's on the worst team in the league or the best team in the league, he's a max player. That's how it works. Mm -hmm. And then Mo, okay. And, and, and let's put everybody in this category. You are an executive, you are an owner, you are a coach, you are a player. And I'm even putting myself in there. You are an agent because mm -hmm. the agents are sitting the cops. Tyler Hero gets X. Every agent in America is saying, my guy averaged the same as him. Well, Jordan did you Poole. go to the playoffs? <laughs> yeah. Did, did you? Did he go to the playoffs? Did he? Did, is his team winning? What is that? Jordan Poole no, got a little he, bit more than Hero. He said, basically, Jordan Poole's the same as Hero, but he just won a chip. I'm going to need 10 this extra. This is what I'm saying. Okay. It, this is what I'm saying. Now, I, again... As an agent, it works for me because it's all about, it's just stats. Okay, my guy averaged 17, this guy averaged 17, he gets 180, I got to get 180. Well, that's what the, and then, and then the, the argument we make, that's what the market says. Now, I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying it's wrong because, Mo, well, I'm making money is a great thing. I have no problem with it. However, mm -hmm. if you're asking me what the issue really is, and I'll tell you what the issue really is, is these numbers, these analytics, these stats, and all of these things, they don't hold anyone accountable. They're just, they're just numbers. A guy is on the worst team in the league. He's averaging 17. You go, oh, guy's averaging 17. He's, he's a good player. He's got to go to another team. Now, everybody who plays in this league, Anyone who's coached in this league, 
everyone knows 17 on a bad team is different than 17 on a championship caliber team. Mm -hmm. But the numbers don't say that. Now, as an agent, I'm saying the guy averaged 17. It's not his fault. He did his part. He got it's your job. You got to put better players around, you know, then Mo. Well, you guys were tanking. It wasn't my fault. You know, you're making all these arguments. If you really want to clean this up, bring the game back to why we bring the game back to why we really go out there and watch these games and play the game in the first place. Hold everyone accountable to the same standard. When? Mm-hmm. Whoa. When? Are you listening, LA Lakers? When? When, it's, when all of this is said and done, it's, it, it, it's so simple. Now it's complicated. When? You get 17 and you're on the worst team in the league. Hey, everybody who plays knows what that is. You get 17 and you're on the best team in the league. Everybody knows what that is. Somehow we've lost that in translation. Somehow the analytics now takes these numbers. Somehow now when I watch teams and they're building out their teams, you know what they're doing, Mo? They're building out stats and mm-hmm. and and who plays well together. Are you watching the game or are you just watching? Well, our 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 our, our numbers say that this group should be playing with this group and we should be taking a minimum of 40.3. Are we trying to win the game or are we just playing through the number? Well, if we take a certain amount of 40.3, we make 43s a game, we'll win our fair share games and win shares and all of this stuff. And Mo, we're not playing to win anymore. That's the problem. Now, I'm old. I'm sitting here with my guy, Mo, and I keep my mouth shut. Well, All I know is, Mo, when it gets down to this, and then you can have it, and then you can have the floor. In the end, The game always comes back to the following. We saw today, time and score. Mm -hmm. Who can manage the game? (laughs) Okay. Who can manage time and score? And who's going to play to win? Not play for your numbers. Who's going to play to win? And the team that does that the best, every single thing that you're trying to get, money, this, that, whatever will be, be will fall into your lap and will be a result of you going out there just doing one thing, playing to win. All the other things. BJ, you brought this full I, circle. You brought this full circle to me because we're talking about okay. not just going out there and getting empty stats, going out there to win. Now, whilst Russell Westbrook receives all the hate, there's a player that's receiving praise. I'm not going to name names, but they're saying, oh, he got 31 tonight and he hit 30 the other night and he had 30 the other night. Mm-hmm. But when you watch the games... It's all about winning, not just getting the numbers. That same player, I've seen him shoot a three today and airball it. So I'm just saying, if you know, you know, you've got to try and win some games in this league, not just put up numbers to get on the scoring leaderboards and all of those things. It's about winning games. And speaking of winning, That's it. if you're listening, you're winning right now in life because you're listening to the Hoop Genius Podcast, the best in the world. We're going to be here all week long, so make sure you subscribe Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Leave a rating and a review. If you're a Laker fan, don't leave a review today. Maybe come back when you've won a few games. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's all love, though. It's all love. It's all love. Man, I'm giving the Lakers. You know what? When the Lakers play that hard, I have nothing to say. I, I like that defense. They, 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 the Lakers play hard. Lakers play hard. Lakers gave multiple efforts on the defensive end. Anthony Davis, 
That had to be one of his best games as a Laker on the defensive end. Five or six. I mean, I don't know how, how many blocks he had tonight. I saw the guy trying. I saw them making unselfish plays. I don't have a problem with that. I, I really don't. I, when you play like that, and Mo, you know what? It was a very entertaining game. I want to say that. Mm-hmm. Very entertaining. Great display. I mean, there was one defensive breakdown that really bothered me, the one with Nurkic when they let LeBron James at a critical moment just – I mean, the guy was like tiptoeing through the tulips. He just pranced in there, laid up. I don't know. I don't know how you make that type of mistake that late in the game. However, I mean, Lakers, you just got to move on to the next one because I'm telling you, this game here has – the feeling that it could just really turn your season into a bad season mm-hmm. because you know that the Lakers players, that one hurt because they played, they played to win. I mean, they did everything. I mean, I, I thought they, I, I thought they were going to win the game. Actually, Mo, I really thought they were going to win the game. <laughs> I did. And very rarely, very rarely am I watching the game and I'm going, because you don't say it often with the Lakers. You, you know, you're going, wow, the Lakers are out hustling the other team. Mm-hmm. They were out hustling the Portland Trail Blazers. And that one hurt. <laughs> it, it, that one. It did not hurt. hurt me. And we it move. Hoop Genius Podcast, once again, back all week long. Don't miss a single episode. A lot of you guys tweeted me saying you want episodes on the weekends. We've got to get to that. We've got to solidify the number one spot in the charts. If you want to get that. It, it's a lot of work. I mean, I tweeted about this. It's a lot of work to be putting out these episodes every day. Mo is working. Mo loves to work. All right, man. That's Mo all I loves know. to work. I'm a hustler. That's all I know is how to grind. You know what I'm saying? If I was that's NBA player, the guy I'd, comes be on, I'd be on every loose ball. I'd be on every rebound. The guy comes to work in his robe, in his pajamas. Oh, I'll Come be on. back tomorrow at 5 a.m. Don't worry. <laughs> Don't, worry. Don't worry. Did you go to the store and get yours this week? You know what, Mo? Don't make me break mine out. You know what? <laughs> I know. V- Don't make v- me break mine out. You know, it, it, it's some ten thousand dollar robe or something. I mean, mine's from Asda, <laughs> like Walmart equivalent. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I mean, what I will say though is get ready, because when we have our live show, I might just pull up in a hoop genius robe, and I might just bring a truck full for the people to buy. That's all I could say. No, sure no, don't do it. Oh, don't oh I'm do doing it. it. I'm doing it. Make sure you subscribe. Leave a review. Leave a comment. We're going to be back. Tell your friends if they want to rock with the NBA this season. Check out this podcast every morning. It's all you need. 30 minutes to change your life. Please. Start your day the right way. With your favorite podcast. Your favorite podcast. BJ and I will be back tomorrow. <laughs> yes, sir. Don't let him do it, people. Don't let him do it. Someone someone put restraints on this man. Don't let him do it. They can't stop me. Never going to stop me. We'll catch you guys tomorrow. What we going to do between now and then is make sure you do the one thing the Lakers couldn't do at the end of that game. Get buckets.